All right, welcome to Shine Your Light with TJ. I'm Tasha Jordan, and this is a platform where we shine our, our light on our experiences and shed some light on information we did not know. And if you tuned in last week, we spoke about the untold truth about marriages. And I want to thank each and every one of you who tuned in and who watched, who you gave good feedback. Thank you. And also, as you know, I mentioned that one of my sister-in-laws who was supposed to be there, she was ill, but she's here tonight. So my special guest is Miss Shayna Arnold. Tell everybody, hi, Shayna. Hi. <laughs> so tonight is going to be part two. And we're going to really dig in some more good topics. For your people who is want to get married, who's probably in their first marriage, or just need help trying to figure this relationship life out. Okay? So let's get into it. So last week we talked about the expectation of marriage, communication, patience, and forgiveness. So tonight, Shana, do you think there is a difference between a girlfriend mentality versus the wife mentality. <laughs> um, let me see how to answer that. I think it just depends on the person. It depends on the individual, on how they define what a girlfriend is and how what their definition of a wife is. Um, I think that for me, I'll say for me for experience, I never went by, you know, oh, if I'm your girlfriend, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, until I'm your wife or until I get the ring. I've just always been the nurturing type, um, support above and beyond. And I know sometimes, you know, just being the girlfriend, that may be a little bit too much um, before you actually become the wife. But with my experience, I've done, I think I've played the wife role plenty of times in my past. Um, as the girlfriend. So I would just say it just depends. It depends on a person. It depends on how you define it, how you define what a girlfriend is supposed to do versus what a wife is supposed to do. Um, I don't know if there's a clear definition of either. I just feel as though it's a generational thing, like we spoke before. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it depends on what you've seen or what you've been taught from your family, you know, like your mom, grandma, or grandfather, um, just depending on what you've been taught and what you see. Um, I can tell you from my perspective, I want to say I've seen more where I've seen more where the woman just takes care of the man wholeheartedly, even before marriage. And like I said, I can see where that can be a problem. Um, in both situations, whether you're a girlfriend or a wife, I can see where it can be become a problem, but that's where that clear understanding needs to come when you first meet someone. And that's why I feel like you should basically start off as friends before you get into a relationship, just to make sure you're both are on the same page on what, you know, their, his expectations are versus what your expectations are. So, yeah. Okay. So my take on it is, um, to me, there is a difference between the girlfriend mentality and the wife mentality. 
Because to me, girlfriend, you're into getting that nose stage. Not said that you can't do stuff for your boyfriend, but you just don't go all the way in. Because I think if you give everything all at once, and then that's why a lot of girls find themselves upset because they haven't been asked to be married. They don't have no mm-hmm. ring. They have nothing to show for it. You have nothing that you worked up to. Yeah. Because now he feels like, well, if you're doing all of this, who needs a title? Or why do I need to marry you? Because you're doing everything and we just girlfriend and boyfriend. And I think that's where a lot of people are now. Me, I was strictly girlfriend mentality with Bruce. And I don't know if that was my thinking or I was forced (laughs) to, to do that. I didn't stay with him. He didn't stay with me. We didn't we just strictly dated and talked on the phone and that was it. So when I came into the wife, that's when the take caring and looking out and stuff like that came. But it's a difference. A lot of girlfriends are going full throttle and then they get upset. Well, well, where are we going? (laughs) Well, where are you going? I think sometimes too, that can, that can cause you to they can cause you to be bamboozled too <laughs> on the man's on the man's perspective like it could cause the man to be like strict like bamboozled because like this person has never shown not saying we can't like we have to go above and beyond like I've done before but like just say you know strictly like I'm not doing this I'm not doing that we just gonna talk on the phone we can go out on a couple of dates and then okay you waiting for that ring because you're like okay when you know when she when I give her that ring then that's probably when she gonna start to like do things for me more, care for me more. But then he get that, he give you that ring and then you get into a relation, you get into a marriage and it's like, okay, when is it gonna start? <laughs> like, um, right. you gonna cook today? Um, you gonna wash the dishes today? Um, my clothes in the basket over there, you gonna, you know what I'm saying, you want my clothes? My socks on the floor, you gonna pick them up? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, it's, it's a, I, like I honestly get your perspective because you don't want to do too much to, to, you know, prolong getting that ring or whatever the case is. But then you don't want to do too little because, or the man, you, you don't want the man to wait for you to, to, you don't want the man to go ahead and give you a ring thinking that when he gets, when y'all get into this marriage, that everything is going to change and you're just going to be this superwoman and just wait on him hand and foot either. You know what I'm saying? Or vice versa with you too, because it could happen with you too. You thinking, oh, he gave me the ring. So now he about to take care of me. You know, he's about to get a man of the house, this and that and the other. And as soon as y'all get married, it's like, you can't even find him. Fridays, he still want to chill with the fellas. And right. he wanna, so oh, his you know, mentality didn't change at all. <laughs> I don't know like it's it's not a hard question but it's kind of like a how you de- how you would define it versus how the textbook says it or whatever the case is so yeah <laughs> okay so do you think a lot of women are scarred because they go into these relationships thinking okay he's the one so I got to do what I need to do to get them and to keep them. And then when it don't happen, the female's down on themselves. 
You know, I'm not a good, yeah. it's me. He's not attracted to me. I shouldn't have did this. And then it's hard for you to go to the next one because now your guard is up. Right. Because you did so much. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you gotta have a limit. You gotta have a limit to what you do. Like you don't have to go all in, but you just gotta have a limit because you always through through just girlfriend and through marriage, you always have to keep it keep them surprised or keep each other surprised somehow, some way. So I want to say give a hundred percent, but you got to give a little bit to show that, okay, she worth being the one or he worth being the really one. Just by doing little gestures or whatever the case is. But um, yeah, I just, just don't go a hundred percent. I've done it before. I have been there. I've done it before went a thousand and it backfired on me and like I said it's because of what I've always seen it's because of what I've always saw you know um fortunately of course you know 14 years ago I met the right one the one that God sent for me right so, <laughs> the past four years have been five but you know beforehand you know I yeah I went all in and of course never got the ring from that particular person but you know I started to feel like okay now my guard is up I'm not doing this this and that and the other but I still fell into it a little bit by just like my next relationship I was like let me just give a little bit at a time and then once we get to that point of you know being married then we'll be like real ride or die truthfully ride or die so right so what changed with you with Rob from your previous what was what changed in your mentality or did you not change anything and it just kind of lucked out for you? Um, it kind of changed my mind. It did. I can't say that it did change my mentality. It did make me a lot harder. It made me a whole lot harder. harder and I did have a guard up at first before I met my husband. But because I think I still have like that nurturing and that soft side of me, Mm-hmm. And that giving side of me, that was still there. I couldn't, I could not totally just block that out. So I think this particular time around, there were little things that he showed me that was like, okay. And it wasn't material stuff. It was just like little things that actions. So not like, oh my gosh, he would go out and do this or he would go out and do that. It was just little things that he would do. And it's like, okay, because like, why would he do this for me? you know, and we're not married yet, you know, we hadn't even been together for probably two years yet, and it's like, you already stepping up to do this, which you didn't really have to do, and then with me, once I saw him do that, that's when I started to open up a little bit more, I was like, okay, so maybe I can let my guard down a little bit, and I can kind of, you know, I can give a little bit too, so Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree, I saw things, and Bruce was like, oh, okay, he can be husband yeah. material. And I think he saw <laughs> things in me that he was like, I'm wifey material. But a lot, yeah. I have a lot of friends I've seen that go in cooking dinner, washing clothes, living together, meeting the parents, <laughs> chilling <laughs> with their brothers and sisters, having their kid, and don't have nothing 
to shut yeah. and, and the thing is they're okay with that because they feel like yeah. he's going nowhere he's still my man I don't need the ring or the paper to say that we're committed to each other yeah that's yeah. okay that's how I just, I yeah, that's why I feel like I, it's, I think it's just different because I, I feel like this time around, I feel like if we wouldn't, because I was that friend, um, lived together, met the whole family, um, because we were actually together for four years. <laughs> we were together for four years before we actually got married. So we did do the whole living together and, you know, meet the family. I mean, I knew his mother before him, technically. But, you know, we, I did all that. Um, but I would say sometimes when you don't, I think sometimes when you just don't, how can I say it? Maybe meet the family or you don't just get, get a little bit, how can I say it? When you don't meet the family. Oh no, you're freezing. You get to it, you get that ring, you get bamboozled. You like, uh-uh, this ain't what I thought this was. Now don't get me wrong, there's something that led you to that point. So it can it's fixable. It's definitely fixable after that point. If you feel like you've been bamboozled, it's just you come together, figure out, okay, where did we go wrong and let's let's fix this. So Do you feel as yeah, but some women. people be ready to walk away quick. Do you think we as women, we pressure the men to ask us into marriage? Because I have some male friends that say that sometimes they feel pressured because either they're talking about it all the time or they're saying, you know, this is what I want to be. I want to be married and I want to have a big wedding. And it's like, the guy ain't there yet, but you keep talking about it. So it's like, I'm going to lay it on thick. I'm going to give you all of me. I'm going to show you that I'm wifey material. I'm going to get that ring. Yeah. So do you think sometimes we pressure guys into marriage and that's why they act the way they do sometimes into marriage? Like they don't switch over to that mentality? That could be the case. But me personally, check this out. Me personally, I, I think I did pressure my husband because I was the one that was like, we're going to get married. <laughs> so, um, so you I, I the day. Because <laughs> we keeping it 100% real. Um, I, I definitely said, um, we're going to get married. Okay? Like, I, I'm tired of shacking up. Um, <laughs> we're on our second kid. Um, it's time we we need to go and get married. And at that time, I I think I did pressure him, but I did later find out that because we joke about it all the time, especially after it happened. Because my dad was kind of like, "Well, nobody asked me," and I was like, "Because he didn't even ask me. I told him we were getting married, so that's how it happened." But I did find out later because I had some concerns like, oh, my gosh, I didn't tell him we was getting married and he just went along with it. But I found out later that he was ready at that point. I just beat him to it. Basically, he, you know, he was ready at that point because we were making big moves. Like, right. So, so he was like, I was ready, but it was kind of like you told me we was going to get married. And we did. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think we do. But I can be real with you, though, even though I did that. Mm -hmm about two months before we actually our wedding day two months before our wedding day it got very stressful really it got very 
stressful because we had moved to another state. Right. We're only in this other state for about three or four months. And then you're talking about two more months later from that three or four months being in a different state, we're going to get married. So things had got a little, it, it got a little hectic, a little rough between him and I. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, we're, we're fast at coming back from stuff. When I say fast, like before the next day, we're fast at coming back from stuff. So I felt like during that time, because I had pressured him, I think he was still kind of nervous about the whole thing, but didn't know how to convey that he was nervous about the whole thing, but later revealed that he was okay with it. He just didn't know like how to like, okay, are we really ready? Are we not ready? I know this is what I want. It's been four years. We've been together. We don't plan on breaking up. We're in another state by ourselves, right? you know? So yeah, sometimes we can pressure men into marriage and then expect something totally different when we you know get into that marriage and right. find out that it's just the total opposite right right and so some of us do it for religious reasons as well because our families always say oh you know you need to be married before this and you right. know they go back to the christian, the christian way or whatever so sometimes we because we just want to take it to that next step as women because we're vulnerable you know, we're emotional creatures. So we want to rush that process because we want to do those other things that we know that according to the Bible, we're not supposed to do until we get married. Right. So I think sometimes we do pressure men, our men into doing that just because we want to take it to that next level and not disappoint our elders, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Totally sense. All right. So now that we are girlfriends and we transition into the wife so now it comes to support because we're still individuals mm-hmm. and so a lot of women have been raised that your man is supposed to support you mm-hmm. financially mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be quote unquote the support system backing them up, taking care mm-hmm. of the household. Mm-hmm. Do you find, well, in your marriage, let me ask this, in your marriage, okay. do Rob support you financially or is both of you supporting each other financially? Yes. So we both support each other financially. We have knock on wood out of 14 years of us being together we have come up with we years ago we came up with this thing where if he broke i'm broke if i'm broke he broke so that means money isn't we put and this may sound crazy to most but this works for us so what we do is we don't carry kind of like our own money if that makes sense a little bit and i'm explaining why we don't carry like i like i don't carry the money with me just about me myself or he doesn't just carry like his his money like he doesn't have his money i don't have my money we put it into one big account so that account we live off of that one account and it's both of our incomes of course but we live off of that one account over the years i'll say this this year is probably the first year i actually you know held money on my own because I know that I'm not the responsible one or I was not the responsible one to hold money. Mm-hmm. I like to buy stuff. 
So we came up with this agreement. It'll be in one account, but he will hold the money as long as he wasn't stingy with the money. And if I needed something or I just wanted something, I could get it and he wouldn't hold that from me. Okay. So we put it into, we put both of our, our earnings into one account. And we, we do we do it that way. Now, if I have to go, if I leave for work and have to get gas and stuff like that, most of the time I do have like a little bit of change or something on my car he can transfer just to, so I'll have money or whatever the case is. But we do that so that we won't run into like financial issues because one person can't really hold money, which is me, I would say, because I used to like the shop. I did, right. I used to like, but it helps us. And out of 14 years, we've never had an argument about financial finance finances like money we never like I said knock on wood never had an argument about money or finances like never because we do it that way and I feel like that's our way of supporting each other you right. know what I mean like, I don't want him to have to come to me and say babe I need about 200 um on my my car insurance um I'm, I'm missing I'm missing 200 can I get it from you I we don't do that I know that some people do that and that works for them we right. don't do that if it's in that account, then we're going to pay it. Whether it's my bill or his bill, we're going to pay it. And that's just how we do it. And it's worked for us for over 14 years. It's worked for us, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I would say, to sum that all up, it's, I don't even want to say 50-50. I just say you have to support each other. You can't, you can't think that everything should fall on one person because of because of what society says or what society's definition of who should be the breadwinner or whatever the case is. Now, I know the, you know, going back to the Bible and stuff like that, I know the man is the head of the household, but for me, my definition of the man being a head of the household is letting him make those, those big decisions or guiding him in making those big decisions. And of course, being submissive, is is my definition of making him feel like he is head of the household right so the whole support thing support each other financially however you see fit but there's other ways to make you know this person feel like they have a place in the home if that makes sense and I feel like everybody should be independent whether you are a husband or a wife I feel like you should always have some sort of independency because you never know what may happen, whether it is you guys separating, whether it's divorce or whether it's death. You don't know. So you have to have some sort of independency so that you will be okay, regardless of what the circumstance may be at in the end. Right. So. I think me and Bruce's situation was different because mm-hmm. in the beginning... You know, Bruce was in construction. And at that time, construction was very big. And I didn't realize I won't make him diddly squat at <laughs> University until yeah. we got married. So he was the breadwinner in the beginning. And a mm-hmm. lot of times I had to go to him because at, at HU, I got paid once a month. So think about it. You get that one check, you pay everything. And then my check wasn't the greatest. So I had to go to him. And then I kind of resented that because I felt like I'm working, but I don't really have nothing 
to show for myself. And if he needed something or somebody else needed help financially, I didn't have the means to get it. Now with him, he wasn't stingy with his money. I never want for anything and I still don't want for anything. But as we got older and I changed jobs, I was making more money than him because at this time, construction has gone down. Money wasn't like it used to. So he had to go and get a nine to five, pretty much. Still hustles on the weekend, but he had to do it. I don't think he wanted to. I think he did. I think he got tired of construction because construction is not consistent with paying you. Is when the job is done or when the people are ready to pay you. And there has been plenty of nights and plenty of days when Ruth didn't get paid. And a lot of stuff was on their way to getting turned off (laughs) and stuff. So now we have, we don't put our money in the same bank account, but he has his own account and I have my own. But the thing is, if I need something, I know I can go to him and it's not going to be any questions or, you know, ripe or anything and vice versa. So it's just, we support each other financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's us too. Like we have, we have a separate account, but we still have that, we have that joint account. You know, because like I was saying, like if I'm out of the house, you know, I can there, I, we can easily transfer money if I need it. If I'm like, I, like I said, if I need gas, or I need to stop at the store or something like that. Like so, I we have like our own separate accounts because um, that's how we kind of like build our credit and stuff like that. But we still have that joint <laughs> one where we put everything in the pot, if right. that makes sense or whatever. So majority of that goes into that pot, um, and then if we need to transfer here or there. We, we can transfer if we need it while we're out. So like I said, it, it, it's what works for, it's what works for you because everybody is not going to have the same scenario. And I think that's what a lot of people look, a lot of people who are getting married, they look for it. They're like, well, this is what they said that they do. And this is what society says we should do. But I think a lot of marriages don't work because they look into what society says or society standards as to what you should do as a married couple. You know, and you have to do what works for you. Keep God, of course, first, but you have to do what works for you. You know, everybody's different. Everybody's not the same. Until you get better and you make more money, then you can have better decisions on what to do. And especially when you have kids, because that's unexpected expenses at all times. You just never know. Down to your kids, got a growth spurt, got to buy new clothes. (laughs) Just stuff like that. So what I say is what I admire with you and Rob. Because I know for the past couple of years, you have been on your, I'm doing it my way, Miss Shay Fears. And he has been there to every event, setting up, shutting it down, getting sales. He has been supporting you. And a lot of men sometimes do not support their women especially when they're trying to do things on their own i don't know the ego gets in the way or they feel like oh you trying to do better than me 
I don't know yeah. what their thought process is, but I can yeah. say Rob 100% supports using your goals yeah. and your dreams. Yeah. So how does, was they always like that? Mm-hmm. He has, it's been, it's a, I think a lot, what a lot of people don't, they, a lot of people see one side and not the other side. So Rob, since day one, like I said, he would do things that it was like, wow, why would he do this for me? You know what I mean? So he is, he has always been that supportive person. But I can honestly say that when I met Rob, I was still, I was broken when I met Rob. I was very much so broken. But Rob was actually broken as well. And not in a relationship type of way broken. He was broken in another situation that had to do with family. So I kind of helped him supported him, supported his way out of that situation, put it that way. I supported his way out of that situation for him to become a bit stronger and learning how to deal with that situation that he was dealing with that was kind of bringing him down. And behind the scenes, I'm going to tell you why, because of course you would wonder, he's at everything, he supports this girl a thousand percent. I wonder like what she do. So I'll give you a scenario. So behind the scenes a little bit without going too far, right? Behind the scenes, Rob um, graduated from high school, very smart person, um, very good at like math and all kinds of stuff, right? That you wouldn't even think. So, but he has this thing where just like me, when all your life growing up, people close to you are always down to you and making you feel like you can't move to the next level because of this. You can't move to the next level because of that. Oh, you not good enough to do this. So I've always instilled at him that, yes, you can do that. Who told you you couldn't do that? Yes, you can. Rob didn't think he could make as much money as he made at his job. So he would be complaining and be upset, come home mad all the time. And I would just say, well, if you feel like you're doing this X, Y, and Z, but you're getting paid this, have a conversation. Right. Back, make sure you can back up and I teach anybody, make sure you can back up what you're saying because it has to make sense if you want this person to give you more money or promotion whatever, make it make sense I've helped him make it make sense every year he go in for that raise, we prepare before he even go in and talk to the person, to the manager every year he gets raises, last raise he had gotten up to like $23 an hour you're talking about somebody you're talking about somebody who only has a high school diploma that we don't have. He doesn't have a college degree, just a high school diploma. He thought he couldn't do that. And a lot of a people lot think of mentality is that because we're told that we have to have these college degrees. Yeah. And a lot of times you really need a skill or trade mm-hmm. and experience. And you can do that mm-hmm. and get yeah. up there. But society yeah. like got to have college degree. I yeah. think it can yeah. help, but that's not the only avenue. Right. And that's what I was say. By, it, by all means, of course, get your degree. But don't, don't you know, down yourself because you hadn't got to that point yet. You understand what I'm saying? Like, just don't down yourself. Like, you can get these things. You can do this. So that's me just always coaching him that you can do this. You can get this. You can get that. And me coaching him into having that confidence, I think he appreciates that so much from me because I'm giving him, I'm pushing that confidence and that courage into him to move up, to move better and to speak up and say, hey, 
I know I might not got this qualification, but I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and I see the company has improved because I've been doing X, Y, and Z. So can we meet halfway somewhere? Those conversations have taken him far. Me prepping him for those conversations has taken him far. So I think that that's why I get the, I think that's why he pours on me so much because I do pour into him. You know, where I lack, where I lack, he's there to fulfill that. Where he lacks, I'm there to fulfill that for him. So, you know, me, I'm the more, I want to do the whole business thing. I always got some kind of party I want to do or something. So he's just always that kind of guy that he is going to make sure his family is straight regardless of anybody. Like he puts his wife and his kids before anybody else. I don't care who you are. He puts us before everybody. And that, of course, God first. Like I said, always God first. But he makes sure we are straight before everybody else is straight. Like if we're not good, he's not good. And that's how he's always been. I just had to get him into buying clothes, doing something for himself. I, I had to start doing stuff. And I know because you say things. I've seen it. It's like you gotta you gotta go buy stuff for them. You have to buy it for them. Yes. If it was up for them because they care about us so much, they if as long as we look good, they feel like they yeah. can bounce off of us. Look, my wife and my kids look good, I'm good. But come on, Bruce and Rob. Everybody don't want to see you with no. flip-flops and shorts. <laughs> <laughs> We are a family portrait. You can't be looking. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, w- yes. With you and your brother, y'all are, I have to say, y'all are some go-getters. It's like yes. y'all have no fear whatsoever. Me, yes. it's fear all over me. I breathe, I eat fear. No. <laughs> I don't like rejection. I don't want to hear the no. <laughs> So he's always telling me, hey, shoot your shot. What's the worst they can yep. say? The worst, like, the worst they can say is no. Who wants yep. to hear no? <laughs> That's true. That's the worst they can say is no. But those no's will those those no's prepare you. They prepare you. All I think about is all the rejections I've gotten before I even started Shape Face. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going for it. Once I figured out it was over for me, or I'll say over for those doubters with me, it was over when. I figured out that I could get something that I never thought I could have because I was always taught that I couldn't. The moment I got this one thing that I never thought I could have, oh, you can't tell me nothing. Once I learned that, once I learned how to do that, I said, I'm unstoppable. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep rising. I'm going to keep grinding because I ain't supposed to be here according to other people. I ain't supposed right. to be here position according to other people but it doesn't matter what other people say as long as your spouse your spouse is beside you coaching you and encouraging you that's all you need that's all you don't need nothing else and I think we get the go-getter spirit I'm gonna say it's from both parents my dad always been a go-getter yeah always been a go-getter never take a break although you know I'm praying that he can retire soon and I want to retire him myself if I can just really get shapers off the ground like I want to I would love to retire both of my parents however with my mom <laughs> I'm trying to get there but and I'm claiming it I'm praying it but with my mom I'm gonna say with my dad he's always working go get her always been a hard worker don't miss a day at work my mom same way my mom don't miss a day at work. When as I was growing up, she would never miss a day. Always at work, all the time. 
that's what I always saw. So regardless of whatever flaws they both may have had, because we all we're all gonna have them as parents, they they always made sure they were at work and did what they were supposed to do to bring the bread and butter home to their children. Like I've never seen them just chilling. Oh, I ain't going to work today. I'm chilling. I'm gonna let your daddy do it. I'm gonna let your mom do it. Cause of course I, you know, my parents were not together when I was growing up. But it was never like that. It was never like that. I've always seen good, good, um, how can I say it? Good um, rapport with both of my parents together. Like I didn't have the type of parents who couldn't be in the same room. It's always been, you know, peaceful in the same room, friendly, you know, good spirits in the same room from what I saw, you know, and I can only report from what I saw. I didn't see bad blood or anything like that. So I think that's why we're hustlers though. I think we get a little bit from both parents. I do. I think we get a little bit from both. So. Yeah, Bruce is the same way. If he's good, he's good. And it's not until recent years, I was like, yo, go get stuff for yourself. You're making a nice amount of change. Mm -hmm. You can spend it on yourself. Because I was keeping eyes on myself. There you go. Because like, he was going to buy me another car. And I was like, what's wrong with the car? I it runs. I was like, you're the one that needs a car. Yeah. <laughs> you're on E over here on the way yeah. to dying. I was like, Bruce, if you can buy me another car, that means you can get a car. My car is good. Buy something for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so he did. I was like, no, look. Yeah. You can yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. It's the food of Enjoy it. It's, it's sad to make all this money and you don't mm-hmm. enjoy the fruits of your labor. But it right. has to be balanced. I ain't say you go splurge exactly. and you can't yeah. live in your house the next right. week. Well, right. let's <laughs> spoil yourself sometimes. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. With me, I'm an emotional person. Things make me cry, or I take on people's, you know, they feeling sad. I take that on, like, oh, that's, you know, I try to get people's story. Like, well, why you do that? Or why does happen to them? And sometimes I think your brother, because he's not the emotional type of person, I don't think he gets my emotions (laughs) or why I get upset or why, you know, I'm having a breakdown right now. It's like he'll support me, but I don't yeah. think he gets it. Do Rob support you with he your emotions? <laughs> definitely. Um, so there's definitely frustration at times. I wish he could just come in here and tell you because it'll be a whole nother show if he get up here and, and you ask him that question. Um, he so yes, he does support me with my emotion, my emotions. Um it's a struggle because I deal with and have dealt with anxiety for a long time. Right. Well, I'll say 15 years at the most because it started, you know, 15 years ago. Um, so I have dealt with anxiety, you know, a good portion of my life. And my anxiety, you know, comes with panic attacks sometimes. And sometimes, you know, say I don't have a panic attack, but I'm having anxiety. It causes me to release frustration sometimes because I'm, I'm, I'm having anxiety. So I got like built up frustration and 
sometimes I just need to be brought down and, and I don't, I'm not a medicine person. So I don't like taking medicine. So, and I'll tell him that I'm like, I don't want to take medicine. Like, I feel like if I just, if you can just help me calm down, talk to me and you know, I think I'll be okay. At first, in the beginning, it was rough because he didn't understand anxiety. He didn't understand panic attacks, but he was supportive. Like he was supportive. Like I want to help her, but I don't know how I can help her. Right. You know, so I started giving him ways. Once I got a hang of like, okay, this is what it is. This is how I feel. This is what I think will help me. Once I sat down with him and I said, Rob, if you just, when I'm having these situations, when I'm having a panic attack or an anxiety attack and you, you know, don't get frustrated with me. Just know that it's something that's beyond my control at the moment. I just need you to help me bring me down by just talking to me. You don't even have to say, babe, it's going to be okay. But just talk to me. Talk me out of it. Help me rationalize. That came with getting used to that. And once he got used to that, now it's to a point to where if it happens, which thank God it doesn't happen all the time, but when it happens, he is, he's with me like 100%. Like he, he'll even wake up in the middle of the night like, okay, let's think about it. Take some deep breaths or something like that. Let's go outside and open the door and get some air. Like he, he supports me that way. It used to be frustration, but I, and I get frustrated off of his frustration, but then I had to figure out, I have to just coach him on what I need from him. And what, once I told him what I needed from him during those moments, when I'm emotional, it helps. So, and this is not overnight. Span of years. This has been a while. So, I think you know. Although women are emotional creatures, I believe men have a lot of emotions too, mm-hmm. and it comes out in different mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. And sometimes we don't recognize that this is okay. He's going through something right now. And it's like, it's hard to be there because it's like with them, we're good. I'm mm-hmm. taking care of my family, but inside you are dealing with some stuff. Right. You, <laughs> Rob, does Rob share his feelings with you? Yep. <laughs> yep. Rob has, he's, he's different. He's definitely different. He shares his emotions, yes. He shares his frustrations. Do he hold back sometimes? Yep. And their their mechanism for holding back is always saying, I don't care. I don't care. I just don't, I just don't care no matter. Or I ain't gotta talk to him no more. When you start talking I'm dealing like that, with that, that's emotions. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so when they when he starts talking like that, I already know that, okay. And I'll say, I'll be like, you're no, you're you're still dealing with it because you wouldn't even you wouldn't even come off that strong saying you don't care if you really didn't care. Right. So, and that's a part of me pushing it out of him. And then he'll admit, like, yeah, you know what? I mean, you're probably right. It might it probably bothered me a little bit. <laughs> and then we just kind of talk it out. But he does show a lot of emotion. I can say that he with me, not with everybody else. If you know him. And you see Rob, he, he's always like this. He's always anything you're gonna see, you gonna you gonna think he's mad. That's it. You're gonna think that okay, I don't know if I can talk to him, speak to him. We Rob and we've been knowing <laughs> the other forever. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. 
Are we hugging your back? Well, bring it in. Come on. I've been waiting for this, bro. You're changing. I'm here for it. Yep, yep. And he that like he'll get like that. He, he once he feel like he really knows you, then he'll get like that. Other than that, you're gonna get straight face, nothing else. But behind closed doors with me, because he's comfortable, yes, he does show emotion. He does, he does show emotion. I would say yes, he is emotional. He tries to break hard sometimes, but he is emotional. Yeah. I bruise is a hard nut to crack. <laughs> You have, to, you have to listen to him to see, okay, maybe yeah. really did. I know he, he gets frustrated a lot. I can always tell when he's frustrated mm-hmm. with something. Yeah. But as far as hurt, I won't find out to about five years down the line. And I'm like, oh, so that's what was wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I think he shows, he shows hurt through like anger. I think his anger may come off as like he's angry, but I think deep down he's hurt. It's it's, it's still a hurt there, right. but he'll he'll you know he's angry, but it's still a hurt there. That's how he has come off to me. Bruce, don't kill me for this, but <laughs> that's how it comes off to me. I feel like okay, he's angry, he's hurt. Whatever he's angry about, if we're having it, and we don't have a lot of conversations about you know a lot of things because he don't he don't share a whole bunch. He's just yeah. that type. He's like wow, he don't share everything. But there has been times where he did share, you know, some anger. And I took it as, you know what, he's not angry. I think he may still just be hurt from this situation, but he's displaying his hurt as anger, which is just a natural thing. That's kind of what we do as humans. We're hurt and we don't know how to display that hurt or articulate that hurt. So we lash out in anger or we're angry at the person. And yeah. The thing is, I know when Bruce is frustrated, and I yes. know when something is a little bit deeper, and mm-hmm. then I be like, "What's wrong? Why are you looking like that?" I'm like I'm good. Yep. You're not good. <laughs> I can see it. You're short. Yes. What is wrong? I'm trying to support you into yes. your emotions, but you won't let me. Then I find out yes. later, like, "Well, I don't want to be here for you now. It's over and done with. You passed it. Yes. I want to help you through it." <laughs> I think, they get that. I think they get that from my dad too I do I think they get that from my dad because just was not emotional just no I never feel emotional I don't <laughs> no. think I really want an emotional guy that always sharing his emotion and always sensitive and crying I think that would get on my nerves like yeah, man yeah. Dude, get it together right <laughs> true true <laughs> Yeah, no, even I, I mean, even as a woman, we shouldn't be doing that. Like, no, come. We I mean, are some emotional creatures. Yeah, we are yeah, on our sleeves. Either we're the angry black woman where we angry with everything and everything settles off, or we yeah. cry about everything. But I blame yeah. that on the hormones. Probably, probably <laughs> me. I think a lot when I me, I think I. I used to be angry. <laughs> I used to be angry a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, and no, I take it back. I, I used to show anger, but it was more hurt than it was anger. But I had to show this tough exterior because I didn't want you to think that because I'm hurt, you know, I'm soft or whatever the case is. So a lot of my anger was, my lashing out was, was more hurt than it was anger. 
Um, but now I feel like I just get passionate about what I'm speaking about now. So I don't show like that I'm angry. I just get so passionate about it. Like I may, I'm going to speak with passion because I'm passionate versus being, showing ang anger. Right. But that sometimes they take right. the passion yeah. as you being angry. I guess because they just used to. I'm super passionate and you know like I would get to talking and it may sound like I am ranting but I'm just passionate about what I'm speaking about if that makes sense like I'm just passionate about it so, right yeah <laughs> relationships I tell you Ooh, yeah but yeah. well, you know if you get into it if if you get into you know marriage for the right reasons and not because you feel like I just want to move fast because I want my mama and my auntie and my grandma to be proud of me that I didn't move this. I didn't, you know, shack with this person or I didn't, you know, have sex until I got married to this person. Like, I don't want them to do it for those reasons just because, you know, they want to please other people and, okay, I'm going to get married to him so we can do all this stuff. Like, you definitely can't go into it like that because, one, you set yourself up for this disaster yeah. or whatever and disappointment. And disappointment but you know other other things when you're dating for a while and you know eventually he or she proposes and you guys decide to get married get into it and you feel like okay i didn't know that about him or i didn't know that about her you can work those are things you can work through it might be rough nobody right. said it was going to be easy you're talking about spending your, the rest of your life with somebody it's going to be some rough times in there you have to know how to get past those rough times and you got to fight through. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be to let's do us part. Like, you know, granted, we're, we're not talking about things going left, left that I don't, I don't even have to mention, you know, where you know you need to separate yourself, but little minor things that can be fixed, I would just fix it. Stay and fix it. It's, right. It's minor. It's not something that be you're not going to know everything about somebody. I mean, I think it's 14 years later, and I think I just learned something about my husband the other day. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. But you push through, and you keep going. Right, right. So in a lot yeah. of times, yeah, there's a lot of compromises. And I think people fail to realize you got to compromise on a lot of things. It's not going to be your way all the time. And it's not going to be his way all the time. Although you're coming from two different backgrounds, two different households, and you're trying to make one home for you and your family. So sometimes you're going to have to compromise. And sometimes the compromises don't feel good nope. at all. <laughs> yep, that's true. What do you think about compromises? Do you feel like you're the one always compromising in your relationship or it's a uh, 50-50? Um, I would, so with me, I don't think my compromises are hard. I don't think I'm hard to compromise with, but if I had to choose who compromises more, I would say Rob. I would have to give it to my husband to say that he compromises more than I do. Um, I mean, you, like you, you said, like he he just will go above and beyond. He'll just be like, you know what? All right, we're going to just do it your way. This is how we're going to do it. Or, you know, he'll be like, you know, I'll give you, I'll let you do this, but we're not going to do it this way. We're going to do it that way. So we're, we are good at like coming to a compromise. We're really good at coming to a compromise. Sometimes it'd be hard. It'd be very, very, very hard. I'm stubborn. 
Um, he's not as stubborn as me. I'm very stubborn. So I'm the one that's hard to compromise with. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> he'll go full throttle like, all right, you know what? I'm going to meet you halfway. Me, I'm going to put a good fight in there before I'm like, all right, I'm going to just do it, Rob. So, yeah. Um, but we have, but you know what? When it's time to compromise, though, even when it gets rough, we have fun. We have fun with everything. Like, we really have fun with everything. And I think that's why it does not feel like it's been 14 years. Me even saying 14 years don't even make sense because I feel like I've been knowing you since I was like 11 or 12. So me saying I've been with somebody for 14 years just doesn't seem, it seems crazy, but like 14 years, it does not feel like we've been together for 14 years. those numbers now in marriage. You see five and six and then divorces come versus you know, our elders who has been married for 45, 32 years, this time, you don't see people really making it past 10. Yep, yep. And, and that's another thing too, let me reiterate, because I know I have thrown out 14 the whole time. So we've been together for 14 years. We've been married for nine and a half years. So next year will be our 10th year of marriage. But 14, 14 all together right now this year that we've been together. Well, 13 and a half that we've been together. So just round that off, 14 to 10. But I mean, a, a, good, a good while. We've been together for a long time. So, and we're still young. We're still young. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel 14 years. I can tell you that it does not feel 14 years. And I think that's the best part of this moment, that it doesn't feel like it's been 14 years. It feels shorter than that. Yeah, that's how I feel. I don't feel like I've been married for 17 years. And it's like, I know, right? We is knocking on 20. 20. Oh. And I think Bruce is ready to for 20 because he is making retirement plans. He keep looking at the RV shows. Like, we, we traveling. He was like, out in three years. <laughs> Bryson, through the... He said, by the time Bryson graduated, we're going to be on the road. I like RVs, really, Bruce? <laughs> he was like, yep. That's, that's, that's why he's going so hard. But that's what's up, man. Goals, goals and plans. And something I like that about, okay, so I like that about him because that's, I know this might be going to another subject, but real fast, I like that he's, he has that plan because I think that's how you, how you keep, how, do, how can I say it? How you kind of keep it feeling new because you ha- you have something to look forward to. You know, we all, we look forward to our kids growing up, graduating from high school, going to college or doing whatever it is that they choose to do after they graduate high school. We have that to look forward to, right? But then do we not think sometimes, what are we going to do when they get out the house? And so the fact that good. he's telling you that when, grad- when Bryson graduates, that this is what he wants to do, that's giving you something to, more to look forward to. That's what I like. I want to, like, give me something to look forward to. You talking about for the rest of our life? Listen, so now you're telling me we about to sit here and watch the kids grow, continue to watch the kids grow, watch them go to school, you know, graduate from school and all that, and then after that, we still got, we still about to get they going to turn up? I'm with Like, that's how I feel. I get hyped. I get hot like keep really giving me something to look forward to. Let's do it. So yes, that's what I like. 
I mean, he he is serious about this RV, and I didn't realize the inside of an RV was as nice as it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like a home on wheels. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. You just you could you could um you could share with people too. We could you know do another show on something like that too. Keep because a lot of people be ready to. Oh my gosh, I'm bored or where it's boring now. Right. Do something to look forward to because we can we can be planning on it. We can be planning right. on it. So yeah, yeah. That's how I'm like, I don't know. If <laughs> being in a car that long, I don't know. Well, I'm here for it. I'm here for the ride. Now, like you can, I think with RVs, like you, you might park like at an RV park or something. And then most of the time, because I've done it before, and they have like an RV park and they have um they have people in the same park and sometimes it's, it becomes like a tailgating thing. Like everybody's out there cooking food. Well, right now, you know, we're not doing no tailgating, nothing, but right. you know, in the future, you know, hopefully it can get back to that and you know, you enjoy yourself, but. And then I would still say too, don't wait either to travel, of course. Travel as much as you can. Travel as much as you can. Uh, just, just, I don't know, keep it. Just keep doing, keep doing something. Keep doing something. It can be as little as just going to Williamsburg. Do That's something it. together. That's all. <laughs> That's all. My little trips to um, Charlotte, and I'm, I'm right up the street from Charlotte, but you would think I went on a whole freaking trip to Miami, and I just went to Charlotte. I'm in t- like I'm, I'm excited. It's just something different. We're going, you know, we're going on a date. You know, we're staying at a hotel just to spend some time with each other, going to dinner or something like that. It's all worth it. Like, you don't have to fly me around the country or anything like that. Um, I was joking with you one day and I said, I'm simple. It may not seem like I'm simple, um, but just get me. He knows that I love my hair. You just get me a nice little piece. I'm good. You done made my whole my whole, this lasts for probably about good two, three months. You done made my, my next two or three months, okay? So now I know that the next two or three months, we good. <laughs> my man bought me this. <laughs> okay, we good. We're good. So, I mean, hey, to each his own, man. Whatever, whatever works for you, but I would just say, don't go into marriage just thinking that it's just Marital bliss and nothing's gonna happen. But it's not always that way. Give them some love. Let them know. 
I mean, <clears throat> I'm not an expert, right. <laughs> but um, by, by any means, not an expert, but um, I would probably say for those who want to get married or are, you know, in the process of getting married, just make sure it's something you want to do before you actually get into it. Marriage is, you know, it's not just a piece of paper or just a title. Like, you know, there's things that come with it. Um, I would just make sure that it's something that you want to do before you do it. Make sure you guys actually sit down. It doesn't even have to be a counselor. If you want to, then that's your choice. But make sure this is something that you really, really want. Um, for those who are struggling, like, you know, in their first couple of years of marriage, it'll get better. It'll get better. Um, you just, it's just things you got to fight through. And it, it's tests, tests and trials. We can always go through those. And it's just going to test you. And you just, you can't break, you know, you can't break. There's something that brought you guys to the point of getting married and making that commitment. So, so it can break, you can, you guys can get back to where you were. You can right. get back to where you were. So if you put in the work to get back to where you were. So, yeah. And have fun, have fun. That's the it ain't all, you always gotta be on edge. Have fun, it's still your partner. Like y'all was still cool before you became husband and wife. Still be cool. Now, granted, some things you can't do or whatever, don't be too cool, but you can still be cool, you know? That's still your friend, you know what I mean? Like, still be cool, still, that's your friend, still be friendly. It doesn't always have to be serious in that attention. Right. Laugh a little. Laugh. You gotta laugh. laugh. Sometimes you gotta laugh at your mistakes, too. Like, I ain't mean exactly. I Oh, you right Admit your own faults as well. Because although we may look at our partner and be mad about, oh my gosh, he on my nerves, or he did this, I didn't know this about him. Evaluate yourself first before you get upset. Because what evaluate you and what you can change about you first. Because it has to be something. They can't always be the one that's always in the you know, under the water. Oh, they did this, they did that. Always reevaluate yourself first before you just you know, throw him in the doghouse or her in the doghouse, whatever the case is. Always reevaluate yourself first to see what you can do different. What can I do different? How can I approach this different? Yes, that made me upset, but how can I approach this in a better way? So, you agree. Well, thank you, Miss Shana. This thank you for having me. This episode tonight was real fun. I enjoyed myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So Thanks guys, for having me. I appreciate you having me. No problem. And I'm going to leave viewers with this. I'm going to end my show with the scripture. Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Just make sure your good is not spoken evil of. Thanks for watching. Amen. <laughs> Bye.